Welcome to Lighthouse Chapel International, Columbus, Ohio. We invite you to discover the life-changing anointed Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Gilbert Asamoah. Reverend Gilbert Asamoah is a well-seasoned minister who serves as the General Overseer of the Raccoon Diocese in Lighthouse Chapel International, USA. Founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills with over 1,800 branches worldwide. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. And all right, even as they do, let's get our hearts ready. You are here because you are yearning. You are hungry just as I am. You are hungry for the words of our Papa. And, and if you are here, then we don't have to deny you that opportunity. So please, let's make a joyful noise and welcome the ministry of Reverend Gilbert Asamoah. Amen. 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 Shall we pray? Abba Father, thank you for the life that you have placed in us through our faith in our dear Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you that this life is active and alive in us. The life of Jesus who died and rose again from the dead and abided forevermore and is seated at your right hand. His life is in us. May this life ignite and connect with the word of, with the spirit of God. As the word comes, may something burn within us that would, that would remind us that we are not alone and that you are with us. And that even in all these things, you shall have take the glory for our lives. Because we are emerging as a supernatural army with the ball, taking offense against everything that has exalted itself against the knowledge of God. And you, my Lord, shall take the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Beautiful. You're all welcome. And we are continuing in the series on faith from the book that we've been studying, Victory Secrets. Hallelujah. Amen. And um, Amen. Um, last week, we what was the topic last week, by the way? Uh, we're studying from Faith Secrets, um, the book Faith Secrets. You can easily call it victory secret because faith is the secret to your victory. So faith secret. Amen. Secrets. But what was the everybody, topic last week? Everybody. Yeah, go ahead. Every, every bad situation can be reversed by faith. Every bad situation can be reversed by faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, today's topic is very similar. Um it's very similar. The last week was chapter 19, today is chapter 20. And it's bad news can be reversed by faith. Bad yeah. news bad can be reversed by faith. Okay. Now, you will realize that we use scriptures, we use scriptures a lot. In fact, without the scriptures, we actually have nothing to say. Amen. 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 Because if you set me loose without the scriptures, 
I might end up reciting some high school poems to you, <laughs> but it will not benefit you. Right. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 When I published my book back in 2007, at some point I met a certain man of God and I gave him a copy of the book. And he looked through a few pages and he said, but it is so full of scriptures. <laughs> like he, the way he said it was in, in the negative, like, right. like you've written a book, but it, it's so full of scripture. It's like he was, it was a protest that, I mean, I, I, the sense I got was that I mean, if it is scriptures, I mean, anybody at all can put scriptures in a book and publish. <laughs> you see, that's, the, that's the sense, that's the sense I was getting. That, but it, 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 it's scriptures everywhere. <laughs> but, but what else should, 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 should I say? I mean, of course, I, I, I talk about one dream there and I explain things there, but you always have to start and end with the scriptures. You know, those of you taking the, um, I'm not global exams. You know, there are two verses in the in Revelation chapter one. One of them says he's the Jesus is calling himself, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. And the other one is saying, I'm the first and the last. Yes. Do you see? Yeah. And the what we tend to forget is that the scriptures are intended to point us to Christ. Amen. So that's the difference. That's the difference between if you did Bible knowledge uh, or, 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 or RK or BK uh, in your um, high school education. The difference between that and actually being a spiritual student of the Bible is that the scriptures are not being studied as verses or as points, but beyond and behind the scriptures is a person. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, the Bible says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So, and, and then the Bible says, and the word became flesh. So if you look at the history, the word of God is first of all spiritual. The word existed before the beginning of the world. And then the word was manifested in the person of Jesus Christ. Like I was saying last week, we are soon going to enter into the Advent season. I think we are probably already in it. I've lost count of how we track it. But the Jesus, the word becoming flesh, it means that you cannot disassociate the word, the written word from the person of Jesus Christ. Are you following? Yeah. Yes. The scriptures as we know it, are telling the story of God and his dealings with men. And this story is captured in his son. In fact, when you look at it very closely, what, whatever happened to Israel happened to Christ. It's very interesting. There's a lot of repeating cycles. Before Israel went into captivity in Babylon, there were signals of a type of captivity that God would allow his, his people to go into or to allow his holy sacred things to go into. So you have the Ark of the Covenant being kidnapped by the Philistines. Is that not so? Yeah. Yes. How is it that 
the ark of God, where God dwells, is kidnapped by the Philistines because of sin. So, so that one was foreshadowing how, but you know that in the end it was retrieved. It came back. It was all foreshadowing the the people of Israel who would who would be going into captivity in Babylon because God allowed His people to go into the hands of the Gentiles and be the Gentiles had power over them for a season until at such a time that they came back. Now, when you look at the ministry of Jesus, if you understand Him to be the um, dwelling place of God. So Jesus is like the ark. Is that also? Right. It's like yeah. the ark of the covenant. It's the dwelling place of God. Now, the, in the same way the ark was captured by the, by the um, heathen, so also was Jesus handed over to the heathen, the Romans. But it was only for a season. So you see the whole scripture, when you read it, when you read from Genesis to Revelation, the stories of people that we read about, it is a, it is a mysterious weaving together of the story of God. And all of that taken together is the word of God. And that word which has been ingrained in the scripture, taken together is also to be seen as pointing us to Christ, to Jesus. So if we read the scriptures, but we don't get a vision of Jesus, we don't get a picture of the son of God that came to the world, the son of God that was preached and healed and 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 um, uh, taught. We don't get a picture of the son of God who fell into the hands of sinners and the son of God who was kidnapped and killed and, and was raised from the dead. If we don't think of him in his whole spectrum of his life and we only read the scriptures, then we are no different than the Pharisees. We are no different than people who study the um, New Testament or Old Testament as an academic exercise, hallelujah. Amen. So Amen. let me point, let me, before all of this is, uh, all of this is to, you know, underline what we do by the grace of God every week. Because I believe the main calling of my life is to lead people into the experience of God. Amen. Amen. It's not to give you a teaching. It's not to give you a preaching. It's not to give you even counseling. All of those things are connecting points, but the fundamental objective, the goal, the plan is that you will connect to God through the preaching, through the teaching, through the windows, through the analogy, through whatever yeah. is being said. But even if you elevate the two to the higher level of the scripture, the scripture itself has a sole goal of revealing to you Jesus Christ. After you have met Jesus Christ through the scriptures, after you have met Jesus Christ, then you begin to live. Amen. Think about that. After you have encountered Christ, that's when you begin to live. Your whole life, the search and the test in our hearts and in our day-to-day -day life, the search and the test is for, is for something that will never be fulfilled until we meet Christ. And we meet him 
in various forms and shapes. We meet him through each other. We meet him through even unbelievers we meet on the street. We meet Christ through so many ways. But the highest form of the revelation is through the scriptures. The highest form of the revelation of God is through Christ. And the highest mm -hmm. form of the revelation of Christ is through the scriptures. So let's read from Gospel of John chapter 5. My goal is to bring you into the experience of God. That's my last calling. I know it. That's my whole purpose. For you to see that God is real. For you to begin to walk with him. For you to long to be with him. For you to want to be with him. To know him. To experience him. And the power of his resurrection. John 5 and 39. Jesus is speaking to the Jewish people. And I believe that same statement is addressed to us. He said, you search the scriptures. For in them, you think you have eternal life. And, and these are they which testify of me. So pause here for a moment. Jesus is addressing the Jewish people. Keep in mind that at the time, Jesus was saying that he was yet to go to the cross. To be saved was to believe that he was the son of God. And then afterwards, he goes to the cross. And then after he's raised from the dead, it is confirmed that you are saved. Because your salvation is based on death, burial, resurrection of Jesus that you place your faith in. But until then, all they had to do was believe that he was the son of God. But they were not willing to believe him. Meanwhile, they had the scriptures. And by that time, the scriptures was the Old Testament. As we said last week, or maybe I said it on Sunday at church, I don't know. But the Old Testament, the old is the new concealed. And the new is the old revealed. So what they had in the days of Jesus was the Old Testament. I have a, I have a um, prophecy, um, um, the, uh, theology professor who said he doesn't want to call it Old Testament. He said, you can go ahead and call it OT, but the O is Original Testament <laughs> and then New Testament, okay. not Old Testament. Because it, it, it kind of, people kind of want to get rid of old things. So it's an Original Testament. Mm -hmm. A professor of theology who is a friend of mine. Now, Jesus is making a statement here that you, you, you just love the scriptures. Anyone who loves to read the scriptures, I commend you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I commend you to love the scriptures. I commend you to want to go through the Bible in a year. They say if you read three chapters, if you read three chapters of the Bible every day, you're going to finish reading the Bible through the year. I'm all for it. I'm all for reading through the Bible in a year. But in the end, what is that leading you to? What is that revealing? Jesus said you said the scriptures and in, you think you have eternal life in them. But he is implying that just reading the scriptures by itself is not going to give you eternal life. Because eternal life is in the Son of God. The Apostle John in 1 John said, he that has the Son has life. He that has not 
the Son of God has no life. That is why other religions who claim that we are all the same, we all believe in the same God, um, is a lie. Because the Bible says clearly, he that has not the Son of God that does not have life. God has placed his life that he wants to give you in his Son. So now Jesus is making a statement. The scripture, what is the purpose of the scriptures? Go ahead and set the scriptures. You are seeking, seeking eternal life, but let the scriptures testify of me, Jesus Christ. The purpose of the scriptures is to testify of it, is to reveal Christ to you. After you, you see Christ, that's where life begins. What do I mean by that? Every one of us have been created a certain way. When Christ comes to live in you, he doesn't take away your personality. Your personality, your core personality is there. But he enhances, God comes to enhance all the good things he has placed in you. So until Christ comes, until the life of Christ begins to pass through us, until we begin to partake of his life, what we are experiencing is like your phone, which is working, but it's only 3% charged. It's only 7% charged. Do you get it? Do you know that certain applications that when the power is down on your device, the, the, the um, application doesn't work? Stops working, yeah. There are certain video things that you are doing if, if the power level is low. Even though it's not zero, it won't work. Right. So I want you to be, what's the word? For lack of a better word, I want you to be infatuated with Christ Jesus. To fall in love with him. That even when you are reading the scriptures, you are looking for Christ. Amen. Do you know what the father is looking for? The father is looking for Christ in us. Amen. Like when God is coming to earth, what is he looking for? He's looking for his son in us. He is the most essential commodity. And Jesus is putting to the Jewish people that the scriptures, they testify of me. Go to verse 40. And then we are going to go into the, uh, all this introduction. But you, Jesus is telling them, you are not willing to come to me that you may have what? Life. Life. He's telling them that you love reading the Bible. You love reading what? The Bible. You love searching the scriptures, looking for eternal life. But you don't realize that the purpose of the scriptures is to reveal me. Okay. You don't want, how is it that, how is it that you can love the scriptures? Is it possible that you can love the scriptures, but you are not seeing beyond the print, the printed words? You are not looking for the person of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. It is the person of Jesus Christ who emanates life. And by that, I mean the full vitality of your being. The full vitality of your person. You can bring uh, the, the faces of the people. The full vitality of who you are and the person that you are supposed to be. The, 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 that person in you reaches reaches the highest optimized best level the best version of you because you know Apple they're always releasing uh, what's the latest version nowadays 
<laughs> you know, they're always released, and there are people who pay a thousand dollars and change to get oh, the yeah. new phone. There's always a new version coming up. iPhone this and iPhone that. What I'm saying is that the best version of you will be realized when you hook up with he who is your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, let's go to Mark chapter 5. The scripture narrative. The narrative in um, first and second uh, case. From now on, let me tell you a secret. When you are reading the Bible, look for Christ in it. Okay. Because David, for instance, some of the things he was saying was actually by the Spirit of Christ. When Elisha, when Elisha was healing the, 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 the widow's son, it's actually the Spirit of Christ operating in the Old Testament. So the Old Testament is all pointing to the Christ who is yet to be revealed. So now, when we read this passage about um, what happened in this case, bad news can be reversed by faith. I always want us to take a safeguard that when we say faith, the faith is in Christ, not faith in a vacuum or faith outside of the context of Christ. When you don't make Christ the mainstay of your faith, then what you end up doing is that you will have faith in your faith. Are you following? Yes. You will have faith in the, in the tools God has given you and not faith in God himself. Look, in the Old Testament, how is it that the Ark of the Covenant was, was taken? As a matter of fact, the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord left the Ark of the Covenant. But the Israelites, because of their sin, the Israelites took the Ark to go to war with the Philistines. They thought the power was in the wood. They thought the power was in the box. So even though they had sinned and the Spirit of God had left the Ark of the Covenant, they thought that magically, when they bring the ark, they will win every war. No. Not only did they lose the war, the ark itself was kidnapped. Why? Because the Lord who indwelt the ark had left. Hallelujah. Amen. So therefore, you cannot place your faith in the ark itself. You cannot place your all the instruments of God, including men and women of God, God will use. Your faith ought to be in God himself. If you heard a message from Bishop on Sunday morning, he said, he said, the job of the, of the, of the man of God or woman of God is to connect you to God. That you need to know God for yourself. How many heard that message? The flow unity message. Hallelujah. Right. So now, back to the scripture, Mark chapter 5, verse 35. Mark chapter 5 is one of the most eventful chapters in the Bible. I recommend it to you. Try and read it. But before you get to what we are going to read, let me summarize what, what has happened. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus has given the parable of the sower and all those parables. And then, towards the end of Mark chapter 4, 
is when they got into the boat, Jesus said, let us go over to it, to the other side, because there was work there for them to do. Now, on the way to the other side, the devil, knowing what is about to happen on the other side, decided to bring a storm to try and capsize the boat. The devil, he has no respect. Can you believe the devil actually thought that he was going to capsize the boat and Jesus and the disciples are going to drown? Well, that's what the disciples thought. They thought they were going to drown. And so Jesus tells them, they go to Jesus, why are you sleeping on consent? Jesus was sleeping at the bottom of the boat in the middle of the storm. Why? Because the storm was outside of him. The storm was not in his heart. Every storm going around us, if it is not within you, it cannot control you. The storms control us and bring fears because we have allowed it to enter us. Are you there? Yes. Now, the disciples woke him up and the Bible said he stills the storm. So now they arrive on the other side. When they arrive on the other side, the first thing in Mark chapter 5, they encounter is the madman of Gadara who was living in the tombs, who was cutting himself and, and, and bleeding and crying and bleeding. Jesus healed him and sent him go, to go and preach. Okay. Then the next thing that happens is that a man called Jairus comes to Jesus and tells him, that my daughter is very sick. Are you there? Yeah. Yes. Please, my daughter is at the point of death. Come and heal him. So Jesus was on the way to Jairus' house to go and heal his sick daughter. That is when uh, the Bible said there was a huge multitude following Jesus. They all wanted to be part of the action, part of the show. And then on the way to Jairus' house to go and heal his sick daughter, how, who, who can tell me what happened? Who, who interrupted Jesus on the way to Jairus' house? Bible scholars. The woman with the issue of blood. Okay. So whilst they were on the way to Jairus' house, the woman with the issue of blood interrupted Jesus and came to touch the hem of his garment. You see, we read these things even though we've heard over and over again because the scripture is alive. This is not dead histories we are reading. We are speaking about the person of the resurrected son of God. It's alive. It's alive today as we speak. There is life in it. There is a life force in it that can pass through this uh, medium of Zoom and even heal you in the same way that word healed the woman who was bleeding. Now, so that was like an interlude. Jesus is going to Jairus' house and then the woman interrupts Jesus and then Jesus heals the woman. And Jesus tells the woman, your faith has uh, made you whole. So right after that, Jesus is now turning around to go. So maybe let's start from verse number 33. Let's start with 33 so that we, the story will connect where I've narrated up until. Mark 5 and 33. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. 34. And he said to her daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. So whilst he yet spake, verse 35, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble? Why trouble the the, the teacher anymore. 
Do you get it? So you see, that daughter who was very sick, that he was going to heal. Now, after Jesus was interrupted by the woman who was bleeding, and Jesus healed the woman, that delay, that short period of delay, now, what has happened? Bad news. The topic is bad news can be reversed by faith. The thing has gone from, 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 um, a difficult situation to a dead end situation, literally. Your right. daughter is dead. Why are you troubling this uh, teacher? Continue. To verse 36. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid. Only believe. Say only believe. Only believe. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Why he said, do not be afraid? Look, I mean, if somebody is sick and the fever is 95 or 96, I mean, uh, uh, 98 or 99, and then you hear, oh, the fever has gone to 101. That is very serious. Yeah. But as long as they are breathing, the fever has gone up, but they are still breathing. Mm -hmm. The moment someone said that person is dead, my friend, it's like at that moment, every faith that is in you will live. And Jesus said, don't be afraid, only believe. So, so this is the antidote, the bad news that this man had, the bad news he had. Jesus is trying to, because the bad news, what, is, what does bad news do to us? Bad news have a way of removing, it's like a very powerful uh, vacuum cleaner. Right. You know, you know the thing with vacuum cleaner, the, the, the suction, the suction yeah. uh, capacity yeah. is one makes vacuum cleaner one different than the other. Okay. The ability mm -hmm. to extract. Now, when you hear bad news, it extracts every remainder of faith or hope in mm. you. It just disappears. And the thing with us as believers is that, like I said at the beginning, that my goal is to bring you into the experience of God so that the presence of God becomes real to you. That God is not to be conjured up from somewhere at the time where you need him, but that you begin to experience him on a day-to-day -day basis so that when you hear bad news, it will not in and of itself suck out all the hope that is left in you because your reality is expanded. The, the spectrum of the things that you consider real goes beyond what you may hear, what you may see. All those things of the natural senses are real, but you begin to acknowledge a higher reality that beyond, beyond what you see or feel or hear, there is a higher reality that supersedes what you see or hear or feel or you are told. Because that bad news you are hearing is only part of the story. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's not the whole story. Unless you have heard God's part of it, unless you have heard what God is saying, what you are seeing is not a conclusion. 
God wants to bring us to a place where we will so grow in faith so that when we hear bad news, we will not think that's the end of it. We will not think that is the end of the matter. We will not think that's the end of the, of, 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 of the situation. Until God has spoken, whoever has spoken, whoever has spoken, their word is not final. Amen. It is only when God speaks that it is final. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You see, a friend of mine, one day I pray that he will, he will, he will visit uh, uh, this because I mention his name, I, I, I talk about him all the time. When I first, when I was commissioned to come to start the church in Columbus, and I had not come to Columbus before, um, and I came, I was traveling here to come and visit and look at the place. He's the one that drove with me, you know. Mm. Now, he told me that he one time had a consulting job. And in this consulting job, when he interviewed, the senior partner who hired him was so enthralled with him that the people believed that he could do much more than he actually knew what to do. Are you following? Yeah. They, 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 they rated him. He was, a, he was my friend, very good student, very good with what he's done, but, but they rated him way higher than what he could actually do. You know, some people really know how to sell themselves, you know? And so when he got on the job, the senior vice president one day had a meeting with all the, 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 the VPs and told them, this guy, there's no problem he cannot solve. <laughs> he said, before, before you call and bring it through whatever channel that we have hit a situation that cannot be solved, make sure you talk to this guy. And my friend said he was sitting there, he was very afraid. He was very afraid because they are making him feel like God. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. And the person told them that, look, literally, the senior vice president said, this guy can walk on water. <laughs> <laughs> he can walk on water. And so they made him project manager or uh, uh, the, the, the project manager of all project managers worldwide. So this is a big global corporation with operations in Singapore, uh, uh, China, uh, um, you know, uh, other Asian countries, Europe, America, uh, uh, Brazil, I mean, all over the place. And, and, and all these people of all nationalities, Caucasian, whoever, very top senior people, they made him supervisor over them. And wow. he will have a weekly calls wow. where people are bringing complex problems <laughs> because mm. they said that he can walk on water. Wow. <laughs> and so he told me that what he used to do was that he would stay up because a lot of what they were asking him to do, he hadn't done it before. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm not mentioning his name because this is being recorded. <laughs> Yeah, he, he hadn't done it before. So but, true. But the people, the people have sold him as the, the woman said the senior vice president said he can walk on water. Subject no matter he cannot solve. 
Uh, <laughs> you see, it would be nice for people to have faith in you like that. Even we believers don't seem to have faith in God to that level. Wow. So he said he will attend this weekly course. Somebody from Australia will describe a situation. <laughs> he was sitting there and his last will be shaking under the table. What am I going to say? You know? <laughs> and then he said, and he too, you know, look, if you are if you are a single lady and you speak to this guy, you will fall in love with him. He has a very a voice that I don't know how to describe it. Hello, baby. <laughs> <laughs> His voice alone will melt you. I mean, I'll tell you that. One day, I hope he will visit Columbus. <laughs> so, he said he will listen to what everybody is saying. This, 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 this was his strategy, Dr. Ishma. This was his strategy. He will listen to this one. So, he, so the person from Australia will put a problem on the table. Then he's okay. Singapore, what do you think? <laughs> so Singapore will say, oh, I think blah, 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 blah. And the, the guy from wow. uh, uh, Frankfurt will say, no, 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 no. This is not a good solution. Here's my reason, blah, blah, blah. So he will listen to everybody. About 12 people. Everybody will share their thoughts. <laughs> do you get it? Yeah. As they're sitting there. And then as people are talking, as people are talking, sometimes he will interrupt you. Then he will ask you something about what you are saying. Do you get it? Yeah. Like, 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 like try to try to play the devil's advocate and poke a little hole there and allow you to defend yourself. And if your defense is, is a little bit weak, he takes notice of that. Right. You see, and he's taking notes. He's taking notes. This is this is be this is before Corona days. I mean, um back then they probably didn't even have a a video conference or whatever. Right. Maybe some of the calls were video conferences. Many of them were just phone uh, teleconference. So, so he'll be listening. And, say, be, and then somebody from Canada will make a statement. It's okay. But this one is the same thing that uh, Singapore said. What, what, how different is that? Then the person will say, well, Singapore said, but I'm adding A, B, C, and D to it. And then Frankfurt will say, no, 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 no. You are stealing my idea. So he will <laughs> listen to everybody's thing. By the time everybody has finished talking, he will take he will take the good in what everybody has said right he will he will summarize it in a way that is his own thing he's, he's saying okay. like he sounds so original right. you get it right and then and then it solved the problem and the senior and the people will, will, will say the people will say that's why they say you can walk on water yeah <laughs> yeah but you see the reason why he was so successful was that he spoke last. Okay. He spoke last. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> he spoke his mind like he listened to everything and he will synthesize it. He will coalesce, coalesce the idea and synthesize it in a way. And what I'm telling you is that is this is a human being that I know. And he was telling me he will sometimes, sometimes after making that statement, he still needs to go and do research uh -huh. and come and implement it. He will sometimes he will stay till 5 a.m. Okay, and then and then and then wake up. I mean, not wake up, he couldn't even sleep, take a shower and take the train to, to go to work. Uh, 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 and, then, and then now bring the solution that he has now gone to research. But what I'm saying is that consider God being at the board with you. Singapore is saying something, Australia is saying something. Frank Fact said this thing cannot be done. Do you get it? 
Now, Ottawa, Canada, he said, look, it can be done, but. And then finally, the Lord God, he said, what I say is the final one. What I say, the bad news you are hearing is not the final one. Because Jesus said, fear not, only believe. And the good news for us is that, you see, Jesus Christ is not a historical relic. He is not a historical relic that we should hang in our, we should hang in our, in our, in our, in our living room or in our bathroom. He is not a figment of people's imagination. One of the fundamental proofs that our faith is real is that in the midst of the first century Roman Empire, when, first of all, Judea was already a, a notorious a notorious province that Rome was angry about, but they had reached a deal that they would let the Jewish people do their own religion, right? Mm -hmm. We are not going to force you to sacrifice uh, anything to the emperor like other, other provinces are doing. Do your Judaism so long as you can pay your taxes. Do you get it? Mm -hmm. Rome was happy with them. But the problem that Romans had, Rome had with Judaism was that every now and then there will be one Messiah will rise up to try to lead them against Rome. Do you get it? One of them was uh, Barabbas. He was an insurrectionist. He wasn't just a murderer. He was also an insurrectionist. So it was very dangerous to rise up and say you are somebody. And for Jesus to say, I am the son of God and I'm the king. You know, Pilate asked him that question. He said, you are a king. And then after, so the whole goal was that, look, the reason why Pilate went along with the plan to crucify Jesus, do you know the reason? Because they said, if we let this one live and this um, quote-unquote lie continue to be propagated, then we have a challenger to who? Caesar. Caesar, okay. So you see, it was very dangerous to be a Jesus in those days to say, I'm a king, I'm the a king of the... It was very dangerous. Right. So now, what after we kill him, we have silenced the whole rebellion. But Jesus mm. was a peaceful rebellion. He wasn't taking up arms to overcome, um, you know, Caesar. He said, my kingdom is not of this world, but they didn't understand. So the Jewish people felt threatened and then Pilate felt threatened so they crucified him, thinking that they have silenced him. But then, after the third day, he rose again. Amen. Now, why do we believe he rose again? Well, we read it in the Bible. We are supposed to believe it. Is that not so? Are you there? Yes. Yes, Reverend. Yes, we are. I am submitting to you that beyond what some people may call blind faith, there is also the evidence of reason like logical reasoning will prove that if Jesus did not rise from the dead, it will make no sense for the preachers of the first century to endanger their lives. Look, Peter had a wife who, Peter was, had a business, a fishing business, which he wasn't doing too well. 
He wasn't doing too well. When Jesus met him, he wasn't having caught any fish. But he was telling Jesus, we have left our business to come to follow you. But at least he had a business in his name. <laughs> Do you get it? <laughs> and he had a, a wife and a, a, a mother-in-law. Matthew had a, a CPA uh, a firm. He, he was an IRS. I worked for the IRS. He had a CPA firm. These guys had something better to do than to go around preaching a Christ who didn't rise from the dead. Do you get it? Yeah. If Christ did not rise from the dead, then after he died, the best thing for them to do, Priscilla, is for them to go back to what they were doing before. But for them to risk their lives, I believe uh, Matthew was killed in Ethiopia, if I'm not mistaken. Thomas was killed in India. Andrew was crucified on an X-shaped cross. Andrew was crucified on an X-shaped cross. Simon Peter, Andrew's brother, was crucified in Rome, upside down, with his head down. The story goes that Peter was running away from the crucifixion. He was afraid. Look, if you see death coming, you think it's going to be easy. So he was running away. And he met the Lord Jesus, and the Lord Jesus said, you're running away? Then I will go back and allow myself to, to be crucified again. Peter said, Lord, I will go. So he went and he said, look, I'm not worthy to be crucified the same way you were. So they crucified him upside down. It does not make one bit of sense. And you know, crucifixion was, was reserved for non-Roman citizens. If, you're Roman, if you are a non-Roman citizen, the crucifixion is a lot of torture. Do you get it before you die? If you're a Roman citizen, they will make it quick for you. Like Apostle Paul, he had dual citizenship. He was a Jew, Jewish and also Roman citizen. So he got the quote unquote, the easy death by beheading. Okay? You just pray that the, the, the sword is sharp. You just pray that the sword is sharp. Phew, then he's gone. So you see, but, but, then, but then all of this, all of this, you know, from um, Augustus to Claudius, by the time the old New Testament canon was closed, far more wicked Caesars came to the scene, like Vespasian and Nero. Do you get it? Some of them actually didn't use crucifixion to torture and kill the Christians and the believers. Some of them actually, they had a whole arena where animals, wild animals will be put there. And then people will pay, like the sports stadiums of those days was to pay and to go and watch Christians being torn apart by wild animals like lions. Mm. Are you there? Yeah. yeah. Look, I'm sorry if, I'm, uh, if you were planning to go and eat and I'm spoiling your dinner or whatever, <laughs> but I am telling you that these stories that we read about, they go to confirm that the disciples actually saw the resurrected Jesus. If only one person sees, if only Mary Madeline sees Jesus, the man could easily write her off and say, oh, she's just seen, uh, it's, it's her imagination. But the Bible says 500 of the followers of Jesus saw him. Are you there? Yeah. Now, yeah. why is that important? Why is that important? Is that that same Jesus who healed the woman with the issue of blood? And that same Jesus who followed, who told um, the, the ruler of the synagogue 
fear not, only believe. You have heard bad news, but don't, don't be afraid. That same Jesus who later was crucified and then buried and was raised from the dead, that same Jesus is alive today. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. That same Jesus is alive today and is in your life and is in my life. Therefore, our faith is in him. If it is only, as they say, a nine-day wonder, like the people on the road to Emmaus, they said, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? This Jesus whom we all believe will be the one to save Israel. But it is not a nine-day wonder, dear friends. That same Jesus is not just in heaven on the right hand of God, drinking his cooling. I want to tell you that same Jesus is alive by the spirit and is with you. Amen. I want you to, I want you to believe him. And I want you to believe he's involved with your life. I want, I want you to believe that, you see, your life matters to him. What the issues of your life matter to him. The things that concern you, concern him. Hallelujah. Amen. He, is not, he is not too busy. He is not too busy with heavenly protocols and conferences and meetings and addressing the issues of other galaxies as to make you unimportant. One, it says, bad news can be reversed by faith. You must believe that even news that you can receive, that you receive, can and will turn around by having faith in God. Rise up and declare, Bishop says, that every bad news that you hear is reversible by faith. Your Amen. faith will give you the victory. And I'm going to end by quoting a verse from 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. The first epistle of John, chapter 5. I believe I'm going to take it from verse number 1. The, the first epistle of John, first John, chapter 5 and verse 1. Yes, not the gospel of John, first John. Whoever believes, listen to this, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ, is born of God. And everyone who loves him, who begot, also loves him, who is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. Verse 4, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcome the world, our faith. Let's add verse 5. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So verse 1 says, whoever believe Jesus is the son of God, is born of God. Yeah. And then verse 4 says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. 
So your whole life is a life of overcoming. It's a life of overcoming. The world is a difficult place, but you've been birthed as a child of God to overcome the world. And how do you overcome? This is the victory that overcomes the world. Your faith. Your faith. Keep believing. Fear not, only believe. Fear not, only believe. Because you are born of God, his seed is in you. Because your faith is in Christ. You know, like if you, there's a, there's a movie called The Matrix and there's a line I like. There's a guy in it who was like the villain in the movie, but he made a statement. He said, it's not impossible, it's inevitable. It's not impossible for this to happen, but it is inevitable. I pray that the Lord will bring us to a place where his world, God's world, God's reality will supersede every other worldly reality that by believing this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for bringing us along into the arena of the community of faith. Help us to rise up as children that are not kicked around by the devil, but strengthened by believing in you. And give us one victory after another, from victory to victory. Your army would keep on conquering in Jesus' name. Let's bring out our offering. You can also pay your tithes in the middle of the week. If you have your tithes, let us pray. Father, thank you for this privilege that we can believe in your words, that they are not dead, but they are alive. We place our faith in you and we give you also our offerings and our tithes. Bless and receive it in Jesus' name. Amen.